Welcome to the vault where you can find the code to unlock your success. In this space, I invite real, inspiring and successful experts. We have eye-opening conversations about the way to reach your highest potential in life and in business. We will cover the mastery of mindset, energy, emotions, transformation, sales, marketing, thriving in business without losing your authenticity and balance. Hi, I'm Sonia Martinovic and host of The Vault, an entrepreneur, mindset mastery and online business coach with an obsession on real transformation. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other influencers master the mindset and build a successful and impactful business. Do you want to break free from your limitations and express your truest self in business and in life? Is growth your game and success your aim? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the vault. Let's start cracking your code. Hi, and welcome this week to Level Up with our expert, John Briggs. He's the founder of Insight Tax and Accounting and the author of Profit First for Microgyms. His accounting firm has more gym clients than any other firm in the country, as well as thousands of other client-driven businesses. Uh, he's also the owner of a gym, a GSL Fitness. And through all of this, he has learned that achieving a highly profitable business can be overwhelming, particularly with all the barriers and unknowns that a new owner is forced to deal with. Entrepreneurs can quickly become stressed and burned out and awfully, uh, often sadly give up on the mission they set out for. In much the same way that the body needs blood to survive, a business needs cash, the lifeblood of business to stay healthy and to grow more resilient. And he's a man on a mission to give entrepreneurs an actually work-life balance so they don't get burned out. And um I'm very proud to have you here, John. I am super curious and a lot of uh, people listening to The Vault learn a lot about sales and marketing, but then when the money comes in, we have to handle taxes. So I am very, uh, very honored to have you here. I'm very curious, so I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. <laughs> but first of all, can you introduce yourself a little bit more to our um, audience and tell what led you up to doing this and what led you up to this success? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So I have a tax firm in, uh, located in Salt Lake City, Utah, about 30 team members. Um, I'm married, have four kids. And so for me, earlier in my career, when I was kind of doing the things the way the industry had taught me, I basically made my wife a single parent during tax season. And um, I just knew there had to be a better way. And then I got in, involved with gym owners and I saw this trend of these people who started this business with the passion to, in my mind, literally save humanity. Because as the world is healthier, there's less need for medication. Mm. There's more activity between friends and family. And these, because of that nature of what these gym owners were doing, a lot of them kind of neglected the part of we need cash to keep the business open. Mm. Um, and so I saw these gym owners who had this passion, basically their flame completely die out, mm. which also meant the people they were serving no longer were able to get service from them. Yes, And I'd rather, I'd rather all entrepreneurs and influencers and business owners think if I go out of business, the people I'm serving aren't going to be served by somebody else. Like I want them to feel the need to, to stay in business and honestly 
saving in taxes and cash flow management are two of the most critical ways entrepreneurs and influencers can avoid burnout and keep a legacy going for themselves. I love that. I love that. Absolutely love that, John. And I love that you're doing this. And, and this is such an important part because people tend to get out of business because of not knowing their finances or not managing their finances. So can you tell me, what do you think that the biggest challenge is the business owners are actually facing? You know, I mean, the generic answer is the tax code 76,000 plus pages. And in the US, every time there's an election, the new uh, government body adds thousands of more pages to it. Mm. And so how is a business owner supposed to stay on top of how those rules apply to them, how they can benefit from them, that where the changes might hurt them and things they could do to avoid or minimize the pain? Like, I mean, they're busy doing what they're passionate about, right? So I think that's one of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs have to deal with. And I'm excited to get in to share some really tactical tips that uh, your listeners can benefit from. Yes, I love that because um, I had a major resistance when it comes to taxes. <laughs> so I actually have an accountant that uh, that I trust blindly and I have luck because he's doing his work good. But then again, it could be someone that I shouldn't have trusted. And it's not something that I love, to be honest, right? So I'd rather be coaching people, rather be inspiring people and building the business and doing the marketing and the sales, but not so much the taxes. It's just like, oh, it drains my energy. So what should people look out for? I'm very curious about your tips in two, two areas. So people starting out. And also people who are already making a lot of money, but get kind of lost in uh, what the best benefits are when it comes to tax uh, reduction. Yeah, the benef- um, the things I'm going to share will apply to both, whether they're starting up or have an established company. Um, the first important aspect for them to think about is their entity structure. Now, I get that what we're about to talk about isn't the sexiest thing in the world, <laughs> um, but... I promise you the money you save with these tips, what you can buy with that money can be really sexy. So Mm. bear with me. I do my best to sound like a human and not an accountant. But when I'm talking about entities, (laughs) when I'm talking about entities, I'm referring to the LLC. Are you a C corporation? Are you a sole proprietor? Those are entities. And the entity choice is important because of two different ways the IRS wants to tax you. There's self-employment income, and then there's just normal, ordinary income, not subject to self-employment tax. Yeah. Um, there's also passive income, but for the sake of what we're talking about here, those are the two that I want um, influencers to think about. If you're an influencer, what you're doing, the IRS considers that self-employment income, which means on top of your income tax rate, they add in a 15.3% self-employment tax. And as of the recording of this, I can tell you the current regime in office is very interested in raising taxes across the board. So that 15.3% self-employment tax could easily go up. Yeah. I mean, it's that's the tax that funds the social security system. And if you've looked at all into it, you know that they are predicting a cash shortfall. So at some point there, some people are going to want to get that shortfall paid for by us people who make self-employment income. Absolutely. So, I mean, we've seen people make twenty or $30,000 mm-hmm. 
which normally they'd be in like a 10 or 15% tax bracket, but because it's self-employment and they didn't choose the right entity, mm-hmm. they're in the 35 to 40% tax bracket. Yes. So let's avoid that. If you have self-employment income, we recommend having an S corporation as your entity of choice. The reason is, is because the income- We're from Europe. So at least I'm from Europe. So uh, I know we have different entities when it comes to business, but uh, what does that mean? Do you need to have a certain income level? So for uh, for us, it's interesting. Let's say if if you are in this part of Europe, that uh, if you're making more than 200K, then it's good to change your entity. So is that um, is there a, a system for 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 that uh, in in the US? Is is it based on income or something else? Yeah, so it's based on your net income in the US. So they take your gross receipts, you subtract out all your expenses, whatever's left over, that's your net income or your taxable income, and that's what they're applying the tax rate to. I know I have I have some friends in Canada, for example, and they pay a tax based on their gross revenue, regardless of profitability. Mm. Um, I don't know if Europe is the same way, but um, yeah, it, in the U.S., if you can run your income through an S corporation, you're going to avoid a big chunk of that self-employment tax. Like mm. you just won't have to pay it. Yeah, just by having the right entity choice. Nothing else changes in your business. You're still going to deposit money into a bank account. You're still going to pay bills out of it. The only difference is you're now an S corporation to the IRS versus whatever you were before. Yes, I think it's the same way. It, it is the same way in Holland. When you start out as an LLC, uh, then and and when you rise in your income and you change the entity, you actually pay less taxes. So that's super super good to know. So um, what do you, what what do you think that the most important myths are around uh, taxes? <laughs> One of them is if I get a letter from the government that the letter is accurate. That is a complete mm-hmm. myth. Wow. Um, That's powerful. I mean, we, I would say 85 to 90% of the letters our clients get are from the government. Like, hey, you owe us more money. Mm. Are just, they're wrong. Mm. Um, they're probably one of the most dysfunctional businesses. If they weren't funded by taxpayer dollars, they would have gone out of business decades ago. So you have to understand that the person who's sending off that letter is usually a computer. And that was triggered by someone who didn't get enough training, processing something the wrong way, and now you're getting this letter. So um, I think it's always important if you are a business owner of any sort and your business isn't taxes, that you have someone you can trust. Now, you mentioned you trust your, you have blind trust with your person. Yes, blind trust. I think trust is great. <laughs> I don't think blind trust is um, always there now. It's awful what I'm doing, but it's working for now. But it's, I don't, don't take an example to me when it comes to taxes, right? Uh, really get informed and it's amazing to have you on. So you can give amazing tips, uh, for all the listeners, including me. (laughs) Well, I think it's great that you admitted like, look, it's blind trust, right? Trust trust is really important. We have to trust the professionals. I don't have the time to dive in all the changes because here in Holland, we have like different changes all the time. And if I would dive into that, it is like draining my energy. Yeah. Like I feel I don't want to do that. So. For a person like me, what would you recommend? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I want 
I would want someone like you to be able to trust your professional, but at least understand the strategy behind what they're having you do mm. or what they're doing for you. Yeah. And I think for most influencers and owners, it's not going to take a lot of extra time. You don't need to understand the weeds and the details of what they're doing, but having an idea of what their plan is for you can allow you to still trust them, but now it's not blind trust. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it is in Holland, but in the US, there's not really a barrier to entry to prepare taxes. Mm. You basically send your fingerprints off to the IRS and then they give you a number that you can use. They currently don't have any sort of testing um, across the board for all tax people. So really CPAs have a higher trust level because we've had to pass a very extensive test. Mm. But there's a lot of people that call themselves accountants in the industry that are doing pretty damaging things for their clients. Yes. And I think if as an entrepreneur, there's a level of intelligence that you have mm -hmm. um, just because you're willing to take on your passion project and try to, you know, make a living off of it. Mm -hmm. When you're an accountant, if you have an accountant who you're currently blindly trusting, if they're incompetent, just by asking some, some of these things like, well, what's the plan? What's the strategy? How are you staying on top of the changes? You'll be able to find out pretty quickly if that's someone you want to continue to trust or if you need to find somebody else. But yes. especially in the US, there are a lot of accountants. I mean, within a five mile radius of where I'm located here, there's technically 28 accounting firms. Wow. That's not much. <laughs> yeah. That's not much. So uh, what would you recommend for uh, someone who, who doesn't know their, they, do, they know their business numbers, but I tend to uh, look at sales and margin and the costs, right? And that's it uh, about the taxes. It's really uh, given over to, to an accountant. So where should a, a person who has a major resistance to taxes start? <laughs> because uh, in IRS in Holland, we have like books and pages. You can, you can, you can read all week about it and it's just like tiring. So how can you make it simple and easy and easy yeah. accessible? Yeah. I'm definitely not recommending someone become an expert in tax. Cause yeah, in the U S that would, I mean, it's 70, so many pages. I mean, it's so many, it's the tax code is so large that you have accountants who only specialize in certain areas because it's not feasible for one person unless they're, you know, rain man intelligence status to understand all the pages. So you have people kind of specialized. Like for us, we specialize with small businesses. A way to start, you want to find an accountant, okay? Like it's one, going to be one of your best investments and a good accountant should be saving you more in taxes and providing more value back to you as far as wealth creation than what you're paying them in fees. Yeah. Don't look at an accountant as an expense. And if you are looking at it that way, then you need to find someone else uh, because there are a lot of good people in the industry who want to help the business owner. Um, because yeah, like you said, understanding sales and your margins, that's great. But if we're not thinking about what the government's going to take from us at the end of the year, yeah, what happens is we end up spending that money. And so then when it's like the accountant then says, hey, you owe this much money in taxes, like, how do I owe that much money? We're, I don't even understand. Uh, when it's like, well, if we would have just tracked it, maybe once a quarter even, you would have seen uh, the amount. So we recommend at a minimum that business owners are setting aside a percentage of their revenue into a separate bank account separate for, bank. The, 
for the sole purpose of paying their taxes. Wow. Um, and if you do that like twice a month or once a week, you're taking a small percentage of what was deposited, setting it aside. You actually aren't going to feel like you're burdened with paying taxes. And then come the end of the year, you're going to have a nice balance that's been accumulated and saved up. And now you don't have to worry about coming up with the cash to pay the tax. You could keep focusing on growing your business, serving your clients and, and things like that. Mm, that's amazing. And I know that in the US, you have different parts that are like, they have very different tax systems, right? And in some parts, you even don't pay taxes. As I, I, as I heard of, is that true? And is that something that people should consider when they are registering uh, their new business? Or is there any? Yeah, so everyone pays federal IRS taxes in the US. Some states don't have state income tax. Mm. And that coupled with this idea where the IRS taxes certain businesses in a certain way, most businesses don't pay taxes. The net income of the business goes like flows to the individual owner's tax return. And that's where the tax gets assessed. So everyone pays IRS taxes. But if you are in a state that doesn't, yeah, I mean, I have had clients move to different states because they can get a lower tax rate. Like I have a client right now who's in California. California has the highest tax bracket. Um, so on top of your federal income taxes, you could be paying another 13% in tax to California. She's going to move and the state she's going to move to doesn't have state taxes. So she's going to save 13%. And, you know, when someone's making a million dollars, 13% is 130 grand. Yeah. So um, it, it is worthwhile. But that being said, in the US, like, let's say I actually live in California, I can't magically register in a state that doesn't have income taxes. The states, basically, if you live in the state, you have connection to the state, therefore, they tax you based on their rate. Oh, wow. Yeah, super yeah, So. Even if I had an online business, but I live physically lived in California, California has the right to tax me. So what if, if you would talk to your young self, like the starting out self, starting out John, what would your three tips be when it comes to financial uh, management and cash flow management? Um, I would have tipped, I would have said, read the book Profit First. So I wrote one called Profit First for Micro Gyms, but that's um, a niche specific book. The original book was written by Mike Michalowicz and it's a generic cash flow system for all business owners. I can tell you ever since I've implemented that into my business um, five, six years ago now, it's been life-changing uh, because oftentimes we get so busy as owners pushing sales and trying to grow the top line net revenue that we forget that our expenses can often increase at the same pace if not faster than our income has been increasing. Yes, yes. And so Profit First is a system that allows us to kind of put boundaries around how we're using the cash in a way that fits our natural tendencies as owners. It's not a complicated system, so it's really easy to follow. So that would have been the first tip I would have given myself. Um, the second tip would have been understanding how investing in my business is growing my wealth. And so for me... It took me a few years before I hired my first team member uh, because I had control issues and I thought everything I'm doing everything better than what anyone else can do. Oh my gosh. I think a lot and of business owners relate to that. 
Yeah. And, and we honestly, guys, it, we don't, it's, we yeah, don't, yeah. there's so I many see. elements of a successful business. You can't possibly be better at it than everybody else. No. And there's some people out there who actually love doing some things that you hate to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I found out myself, uh, the things that I hate to do I, 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 with love, I give it to someone else because then I can focus on what I need to do and make yeah. fun. <laughs> So I would have wanted to understand that as a younger self um, and took the dive hiring someone sooner because now that I figured it out, I know that with so much of new revenue that we bring in, I can hire another person. And every time I hire somebody, it lightens the load for the entire team. And so now my entire team can enjoy a healthy work-life balance, not just me as an owner. I want my team to be able to benefit the same way that I do. Oh, I love Um, that. Yeah. Hiring sooner definitely would have been a tip. Um, and then uh, let's, I mean, gosh, there's so many when it comes to wealth creation. I've always been pretty good about not buying the shiny objects that I want to, but I've always had discipline. So I'm fine there. Um, you know, probably making sure that I was setting aside a percentage to invest in things outside of just my business. Um, it's, once you get to a certain point, it is good to d- diversify what you have going on. Um, and so having something outside of like my business itself that I know is growing, whether that be maybe real estate holdings or there's other types of investments in the U.S., maybe investing in other businesses. Um, I certainly have had some clients come through the door. I'm like, that's a great idea. Um, I wish I would have approached them at that point and said, I actually believe in your product. Is there any, and what you're doing? Is there any way I can invest in you mm-hmm. and your business? Now, that being said, I understand tax. I've always been good about lowering my taxes. And so I wouldn't have had to tell my younger self how to have a good tax strategy. But I would say to your listeners, have a good tax strategy because there are things when, when there's 70,000 plus pages, there are areas to reduce how much you pay in taxes and having a good strategy that works for your specific situation, which would require an accountant to sit down with you to understand what your situation is in the long run is going to save you a ton of money. In the US, it's probably the same way where you're at. Uh, Tax is one of the two largest expenses that most human beings have in their lifetime Yeah, because it's something that once we start earning income, every single year we have to pay it. So the more you can minimize that, the more you have left over to do the things that you want to do. Because I, I believe small business owners and influencers actually turn the world. The economy of your, wherever you live rests on your shoulders because you're the one who's generating the revenue. I get these large corporations are the ones who get all the publicity and, oh, they have, you know, they have hundreds of thousands of jobs. Well, there are way more small businesses that are employing one to two to five to 20 people. Uh, and so like as an employment force and as an economy force, small business owners definitely take the cake. And so the world needs you to stay in business. And the only way to do that is if you keep having cash left over when you're done with things. There's literally no other way to stay in business. If there's not cash, you can't, it's just not possible. Absolutely. And it's... On one hand, you can, I have a resistance towards tax, but then again, if you're paying a lot of tax, you're making a lot of money. So that's a good thing. And then knowing how to save on that taxes is even better. So how can people find out what tips and tricks would work for them? Do you have something we can, uh, we can give our audience? 
Yeah. So if you're in the US, um, insighttax.com backslash uh, wealth. Um, and our spelling of insight is the cause to action insight. So it's I-N-C-I-T-E tax, insighttax.com backslash wealth. We have some free resources there. Anywhere from um, we have some tax strategies that are awesome and really easy to implement to um, a handout on how to analyze your expenses to make sure you aren't unnecessarily spending money. And so it's a series of questions you can ask yourself to make sure that what you're spending is truly an investment for your business and for your clients versus just that was nice to have and now the money's gone. <laughs> yes, yes, that's amazing. And I will take it in the show notes. So they will definitely uh, can click the link and check it out. So is there something, John, that I didn't ask you today, which you would like to share with our audience from the vault? Yeah, you know, we kind of talked about it. I just hope everyone listening understands the risk of burnout. Mm. And there's nothing wrong. And you shouldn't feel bad for any of you, those who do in making money and asking for money and valuing what you do and pricing yourself the right way. Mm. Because as I said, I do believe the economy survives and is healthy based on the health of small business and influencers definitely fit into that world. So the world needs you to stay in business and you can't do it for free for very long. Uh, and before you just have to find a way to put food on the table or to feel like what you're doing is contributing to the world. So please stick with it wherever you're at. If you're crushing it, keep crushing it. If you're struggling a little bit, fight through it, but make money. It's okay to make money because the world will be better served the more money you make. What a great ending of this interview. Thank you so much, John. And for you guys, we will level up with another expert next week. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault. Respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you like this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique, at least until the next episode. The A stands for action. Action creates success. Don't stay a student when you have a code. You should try to open the vault. And finally, the Y stands for you. This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general. The one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper. And see you next week to level up again.